Welcome to At Home and Abroad with Harris and Walker. Join us each week as we explore the far reaches of the globe in search of unique characters and stories to share. Reach beyond your front door and let's chat about art, architecture, history, real estate, and more. Let's jump in. Ireland, the land of leprechauns and the Blarney Stone, four-leaf clovers and the pot of gold. Harris is on location today on the Emerald Isle, exploring the wet and windy nation as she embarks on a hiking holiday with her husband and son. Now, before we hear from her, here are a few fun facts about Ireland. It's an island in the North Atlantic Ocean with a population just about 5 million, which is about the same size population as New Zealand. Ireland has won the Eurovision Song Contest a whopping seven times. Yes, seven times. So maybe it's no wonder that the national emblem on their flag is a heart. I also discovered that Bram Stoker, who wrote Count Dracula, was a Dubliner. Ireland is also the birthplace of Halloween. Coincidence? Let's find out. Harris, how are you? How has your trip been so far? It's been really good. I'm actually talking to you from my Belfast hotel room. So this little postcard might get a little glitchy. Just warning you, it's going to be raw, people. It's going to be raw. But the trip has been amazing. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. We've been on a very brisk schedule with only seven days here. So we're wanting to see and do as much as we can. Okay, so tell me what brought you to Ireland. Was it our Halloween special about the gates of hell and Rathcron? Do you know how many times that has crossed my mind, Rathcron? But no, I actually didn't make it there. Uh, we're here because of my youngest kiddo. We try and do something special for our kids when they turn 16. And my youngest hit the jackpot uh, with a hiking holiday in Ireland. And I know that sounds super over the top, but we actually have been wanting to come here for a long time. My dad's family is of Irish descent. So the only thing that could make it better is to have him and my mom along with us too. So what's it like in Ireland this time of year? I wouldn't naturally think of Ireland as a travel destination in December. No, it's not really a travel destination in December, unless you're visiting family over the holidays. Uh, typically, it's pretty chilly and wet, but we've only had a couple of drops of rain in today, in fact. Uh, the sun has been brilliant and shining every single day, though I did hear from a shop owner in Clifton that the visitors last week were drowned in a deluge of rain. It's a bit chilly. I've got my wool coat. I'm wearing lots of layers and my gloves and my Irish tweed hat. And of course, my favorite Blundstone boots. I, I hear Ireland has beautiful Christmas markets. Have you been to any yet? Not yet. I just got into Belfast, but after this call, I am headed out to a, the world-renowned Christmas market here that's held at the City Hall grounds. And what I'm really excited about with this market is that it offers a little international flavor with over 21 nationalities bringing unusual food and gift ideas to share. Some items that I can expect to see are beautiful Belgian chocolates, which will be my go-to, giant bratwurst from Schwenkenfrill, and even an exotic selection of boar, crocodile, or ostrich burgers, which I am certain to avoid but my travel companions might be very interested in those. Yeah, so we're going to head over there 
right after this, but we are going to Dublin tomorrow. So I expect we'll visit the Christmas markets there too. They have seven markets going on and I think I'm going to try and make the one at Dublin Castle. But I have to say that every village, city, town that we've been to has been all dressed up in lights and decorations, lots of people on the street, just a really festive vibe. And uh, one of my most Christmassy fun things here has been the natural holly bushes that grow. It's just so gorgeous. So what's next on the agenda? Any historical sites? Well, we've been to quite a few. This whole nation is steeped in history. We were staying on the west coast of Ireland. Um, and actually, that area was one of the worst hit during the Great Famine in the mid-1850s. About one million inhabitants in Ireland died during that famine and even more emigrated, all due to the failure of a potato crop. But I think the very coolest historical site we visited was actually a hike in Derrigamloch. I hope I'm saying that right, in County Galway. And it was kind of a double hit of history while we were hiking in what's called a blanket bog. And, you know, does this sound familiar? Marconi, he was the... Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Irish-Italian pioneer who perfected transatlantic wireless transmission. So he had a wireless communication site there, which figured very prominently in wartime. Uh, but also we learned when we were visiting that site that it was the crash landing site of two daredevils who were the first to cross the Atlantic Ocean nonstop in a plane from St. John's, Newfoundland. So that's over 3,000 kilometers. Wow, that's crazy. I know. But what's totally crazy is that it took them over 16 hours in an open cockpit plane. And not only would that oh. be freezing, but can you imagine what your hair would look like? After 16 hours in an open cockpit plane, <laughs> mine would not look good, but I don't think they were concerned with that. They got lost in fog. They almost nosedived into the waves. But the thing that really gets me about these two is that they had no idea that they would even make it, that it, it was even possible to make it across mm -hmm. the ocean. So they had like major, major, major guts. But other than that, we've been hiking, as I've said, and availing ourselves of the natural wonders of Ireland and Northern Ireland. We've climbed Diamond Hill in Connemara National Park, which I was very proud of myself, Walker, because just about a third of the way up, I thought I was going to die, but I did make it through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I did. You well, to tell the tale. I did. I did. And I wasn't even cranky, <laughs> not even one bit. Oh, per and perfect. Even better. I know, right? Uh, we walked the cliffs of Mohair, which were stunning. We just today went to the Giant's Causeway uh, in Northern Ireland. That was remarkable. And we visited megalithic standing stones and dolmens, all manner of historical sites. And we've had a gorgeous pub lunch to top it all off every day with a Guinness and sitting by the pub fire. So it's been pretty amazing. So you're certainly getting your steps in, but what about the Guinness? I thought you hated Guinness. I did. I did hate Guinness, or at least I thought I hated Guinness. But at our first pub meal, the serving staff said, well, I mean, you can't go wrong by having a Guinness. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have a Guinness. And it turns out that I absolutely love it. So five Guinnesses later, so pretty much one a day, I am in love with this beverage, but I'm not sure it tastes the same 
at home. So I'm, we're going to have to do an experiment when I return Walker. Okay. No problem. I'm, I'm game. So <laughs> you've pinned down your favorite beverage, any excellent food experiences you've had so far that you want to share with us? Yeah. Yeah. We actually dined at Anir, which is a Michelin star restaurant in Galway city. And they, what they feature is contemporary Irish cuisine. It was it was just remarkable and it's all wild and foraged from the local environment, but I'm going to tell you more in an upcoming podcast. And I've had some good pub lunches too. And I would just want to honorable mention O'Dowd's in Roundstone, Guy's in Clifton, and a really good vegan cottage pie in Gus O'Connor's in Doolin. All of these places we just kind of happened upon and they were spectacular. I love it when you just happen upon places like that. Me Those too. are my favorite memories. Me so do you think you're going to be back, Harris? It sounds like a pretty great trip so far. Yeah, most definitely going to be back. One week was not enough time at all, not by far. And we still have the whole South to explore. And I just want to say before we wrap things up, Walker, the Irish people, whether you're in Ireland or Northern Ireland, are some of the friendliest people I have ever met. I haven't met one cranky, put out, impatient, unpleasant person the entire time. Nobody has honked their horn at us. Nothing. They are just so wonderful. And they seem to be truly happy to to engage and to chat and uh, wherever you cross their path. So not only is it a stunningly beautiful place and a magical place, the people the people match the the natural beauty of the land. So I cannot wait to come back. And I even learned a little bit of Irish Gaelic for you, Walker. All right. Okay. I'll tell you right now, (laughs) every Irish person will cringe when they hear this, but here it goes. Slown agach, Ireland. I will be back and I'm going to be better at it when, when I come back, because I'm doing it on Duolingo now. Well, that's not bad. It still needs some work, Harris. But honestly, I don't speak a word of Gaelic. So you're up on me on that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know what? Have fun in Dublin and get home safely. We've got some studio time to put in. And I miss you. I miss you too, Walker. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at At Home and Abroad with your host, Harrison Walker. Follow us each week as we continue the conversation. <laughs>